This is The Wrap, a weekly show recapping the last week's highlights from the film and TV world. Today is Friday, March 22nd, 2013. This is episode 22, and I'm your host, TJ. So our first bit of news from this past week that I'm going to talk about is Pepper Potts in an Iron Man suit. Frank over at Movie Line reports, if you've read about the Iron Man 3 footage that Marvel Studios has shown to bloggers, then you know that during the Mandarin's helicopter attack on Casa Tony Stark, Pepper Potts ends up flying to safety in one of the armored suits. It sounds like a cool scene, and I won't be surprised if it's a setup for another later in the movie. But I'm not so thrilled about Marvel Studios chief Kevin Feige's recent comments that Potts could suit up for her own adventures in future Iron Man installments. Personally, I want to know why he's not excited about that. I would be happy to see Pepper Potts in an Iron Man suit. Um, I think it'd be kind of cool. There aren't a lot of uh, female movie superheroes, and it might be fun to see what Pepper Potts could do. I've always enjoyed the character of Pepper Potts, so uh, I think I kind of like it. And it's it's kind of where the comic books went anyway, I'm given to understand. I'm not a comic book nerd myself, but I do enjoy superhero films. So I'm looking forward to see how this goes. So I'm not, I'm not at all opposed to that, not necessarily. All right, uh, the box office report for the past weekend had The Call doing really well. Uh, its production budget was only $13 million, and opening weekend brought in $17 million. So that's quite a bit more even than expected. The Incredible Burt Wonderstone didn't do so well. Um, and I'm not surprised. It didn't look like that great of a film. I wasn't really looking forward to seeing it. Still haven't seen it, but uh, it's only brought in $10 million with a production budget of $30 million. And Jack the Giant Slayer is still doing poorly. Its lifetime worldwide gross is sitting at $76.5 million, but the film had a budget of $195 million. So while that seems like an inflated budget, I don't understand why the film is doing so poorly. And then on Tuesday, I posted a video called Luke's Change, an inside job. This is done in the form of a documentary expose on why the destruction of the Death Star may have been an inside job. This is absolutely hilarious. It's a conspiracy theory video set in the universe of Star Wars. Um, it, it's, it's kind of... Uh, making fun of conspiracy theories. And so if you're like me and you think that most of this conspiracy theory stuff is complete and utter rubbish, then you're going to like it. I think you'll like it even if you don't feel that way about conspiracy theories. Uh, so you should check it out. It's a pretty funny video. I, I enjoyed it. That link will be in the show notes. Tuesday also brought a report that Hansel and Gretel is getting a sequel. Um, this is another movie that I don't quite understand all the anger and angst about this film and why it is rated quite as poorly as it was. Uh, there have been better films, but there have been far worse films. And, uh, this is one of the better films this year as far as I'm concerned, but I'm not certain that it warranted a sequel. So, uh, make of that what you will. I'm not super excited about this, but a sequel is in the works. Star Trek The Next Generation is now streaming and available for download in HD. You can get it in HD on Hulu. The first two seasons are in HD. They've been remastered in HD, and uh, you can get it on Hulu. If, like me, you don't want to buy yet again another set of Star Trek The Next Generation, if you already had the DVDs, you don't want to spend the money, or you don't have the money to spend like me, Hulu is a good alternative, even though it's a far more compressed uh, stream. Uh, more compressed HD, it still looks better than the DVD transfers that we've been living with for so long. So I'm excited about this. First two seasons in HD, I expect the third season will come to HD soon, not long after the Blu-ray release, hopefully. And uh, you can also download the first season in HD on iTunes, which will look a little bit better than Hulu, not quite as good as the Blu-ray, uh, but you can pay for it that way and download it digitally. 
what you would be missing from the Blu-ray, of course, is the special features. But this has been a long time coming. Star Trek The Next Generation just hasn't been available online very well, very much, in very many places. And here it is coming to the mainstream venues. So this is a good thing. Uh, Star Trek The Next Generation streaming in HD. Apple TV got a software update, um, which most notably updated its Hulu app. I've been using the Apple TV to watch Hulu almost exclusively. I do occasionally watch it uh, on the website, on my computer. The Apple TV is a far better experience, and uh, it just got even better. Uh, This software update brought a redesigned Hulu app, and I must say I like it a lot. So if you have an Apple TV, be sure to check that out. You'll want to download that episode. All right, we got a reaction from Joss Whedon on the ending of Iron Man 3, as reported by Angie Han on Slash Film. Two kids in a coupon attended a recent press event with Phage, where he revealed Whedon's reaction. We have what I think is the biggest, you know, most action-packed finale we've had. I showed the film to Joss Whedon, who is our writer and director of The Avengers. He's currently working on The Avengers 2, and he saw the finale of this, and he goes, Now what am I supposed to do? What am I going to do in Avengers 2? So, if Whedon is impressed, I have no doubt that it will be good. It will be coming out on May the 3rd. I'm looking forward to seeing Iron Man 3. I certainly hope it's better than Iron Man 2 was. Joseph posted his review of Emperor this past week. Uh, I have not had a chance to read it. I've been extremely busy. Uh, I have limited time to work on Movie Bite stuff. Uh, Even as I'm recording this podcast, I should be editing Uh, another film that I'm working on, so I'm behind on that and just getting more and more behind. I have several reviews I need to write, but Joseph got around to writing his review, and I've read a little bit of it, and it looks pretty good, and I've been looking forward to the film Emperor. It's not available in my area yet, so trying to find out when that happens so that I can see it. Uh, I recommend that you read this review. He gave it three and a half stars. I was expecting more, but uh, three and a half isn't bad, and so hopefully it will be a good film when I get around to seeing it. Check that review out. It will be in the show notes. All right, so Thursday I posted a Turbo trailer, the the second Turbo trailer, and this shows a lot more about the film and where it's headed. Um, I'm not sure I like where it's headed. It, this appears to be uh, the snail getting super turbocharged, nuclear-powered, or whatever you want to call it, and uh, racing around on racetracks with cars. I I just don't know that this is going to be any good. Check out the trailer if you want. It's in the show notes. Uh, I'm not super excited about a lot of the stuff DreamWorks does, and this doesn't look like it's going to be an exception. All right. Everything wrong with the Dark Knight in four minutes. So I usually like these films. Even if I like the film that they're making fun of, um, I usually do still like the films, uh, like the videos. I didn't like this one at all but you might want to check it out maybe it was just me maybe it was having a bad day and it wasn't funny to me at that time i thought it was a little bit weird i didn't like it at all um seems like a bit of a dud but it's in the show notes check it out george lucas sent a drawing to james cameron this is a bit of an old thing like this has been going around but i just found it this past week and so uh i posted it on movie Byte. it's a picture that he sent james cameron when um, as I'll, I'll quote from my article, this is reported to be what George Lucas sent James Cameron when Titanic took over, overtook Star Wars at the box office. And uh, you'll need to check it out in the show notes because there's just no way I can do this justice. But it's a picture of all, a lot of the Star Wars characters on the Titanic as it's sinking. Um, you've got Jabba the Hutt, 3PO telling R2-D2, I'm sure this is all your fault. Um, and it's just hilarious. And then at the bottom, Jim, congratulations, George. So, check it out. That's in the show notes. Awesome. A lot of fun. 
Star Trek Into Darkness released their international trailer, and I posted it on MovieByte.com. Uh, this is the trailer that will be shown with international screenings of G.I. Joe Retaliation. Um, but it's uh, showing a lot more from the film than we've seen previously. A lot of lot of action. is very action-y. They're not focusing as much on the plot, which is to be expected, I think, for the international trailer. Star Trek hasn't traditionally done well overseas, and so you would expect that. But I'm, you know, even though Abrams will bring his typical whiz-bang and his propensity for lens flares, um, I do expect it to be a better film than the previous Star Trek film, so I'm looking forward to it. Check that out. That's in the show notes. Joe and I also reviewed um, Halle Berry's film, The Call, which I mentioned earlier in the podcast. Uh, We found, both of us found the first two acts to be good filmmaking and the last act to be somewhat of a head scratcher like uh like almost like somebody else wrote it uh even so i gave the film three stars joe gave it three stars maybe worth checking out um depending on how you feel about the third act you may curse me later but um if you do go see it on my recommendation and be aware that it is rated r and it is rated r for the intensity um there's not a lot of um other things that can be said about the film that make it r-rated but it's very intense um disturbing there is uh some disturbing imagery uh with the serial killer and the like so be be aware of that but uh, the first two acts are definitely worth it as far as i'm concerned uh and our review catch our review uh moviebite.com slash mb podcast slash 36 is where you'll find that uh hour and a half long podcast And then today I posted an Oblivion featurette. Um, I really like this featurette. It shows how they built a practical, full-scale ship, like the one that you see in the trailers that Tom Cruise is in. Um, And I like that. I like that they're going for practical effects and not trying to CG every single thing. I mean, there's going to be a lot of CG in this film anyway, but the more practical things you can have, the better. Uh, This featurette is worth checking out. It's in the show notes. And finally, let's talk about what you might like to see this weekend. Uh, we've got uh, what looks like one decent new option this weekend, and I'll be able to tell you for sure after I see the film tonight, but Olympus Has Fallen is looking pretty good to me. I mean, it has Morgan Freeman in it. I, I don't think I need to say any more about that. Uh, it does look like a fantastic film. I hope I'm not wrong. Uh, it's been a while since we've seen a good action thriller in the White House. Here's to hoping it's a good one. Um, and it is rated R. Uh, it stars Gerard Butler, Aaron Eckert, Morgan Freeman, and uh, Angela Bassett. I don't recognize the director, Antoine Fuqua. I have completely butchered that name. Sorry about that. Uh, We have a couple of trailers for you to check out and a featurette on the website as well on the uh, feature What to See weekend of March 21, 2013. Uh, Also new this weekend is Admission, starring Tina Fey, Paul Rudd, uh, Michael Sheen, Wallace Shawn. I'm not that particularly interested in this film, but I have to say, uh, Tina Fey in an interview recently said that she would only agree to do the film if they removed uh, sex scenes from the script, and I applaud her for that. And if you like Tina Fey's humor, this may be for you. Uh, it's rated PG-13, uh, language and some sexual material, as it says, it's rated PG-13 for. I'm not really interested in it, but you might be. And The Crudes is new this weekend. Uh, I wasn't that excited when I first saw the first trailer for this, and I'm still not that excited about it, but um, it could be okay. It could be a decent animated film. We'll have to see how that goes. Uh, might want to check that out this weekend. Still in theaters are The Incredible Burt Wonderstone, The Call, Emperor, Oz the Great and Powerful, Identity Thief, Jack the Giant Slayer, Snitch, Safe Haven, 21 and Over, Dead Man Down, and A Good Day to Die Hard. To check out my opinion on each of these films, you can catch the feature linked in the show notes on moviebyte.com. 
And that's pretty much it for this week. You can find the links for all the things I talked about in the show notes at moviebyte.com slash the wrap slash 22. To keep up with us and the movie news and reviews throughout the week, be sure to follow us on Twitter at MovieBite, or keep up with us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash MovieBite. And be sure to visit the website where we keep you up to date every weekday at MovieBite.com. I'm TJ. Thanks for listening. We'll be here next week to bring you more awesome content. <laughs>